This is the Living Matter, the real bread of life, a radio broadcast of the King's Vine Assembly. Remember, God sent His Word, and His Word heals them and delivers them from destruction. Get yourself prepared and your spirit alive as you receive the ministry of God's servant, Reverend Shagun Sam Abedjade. God is set to bless you and deliver you from every satanic oppression. Hebrews chapter 11. Can you do me a favor? I want you to jump up on your feet as we read together loud. We're going to read together loud. We're going to read together. Are you ready? Hebrews 11, 1 to 6. Let's go. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Precious Father, bless your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take your seat. This morning, my message is titled Faith That Conquers. Faith that conquers. It is getting clearer by the day. Especially if you don't even believe the word of God anymore. If you don't believe in the Bible anymore. At least by the things we see physically. By the things we can see around us. It is getting clearer by the day. That life is full of hustles and bustles. What do I mean by that use of word? Life is full of hustles and bustles. In other words, life is real with challenges. Life is full of obstacles. There is nothing we can do about that. Except we want to pretend. Life itself is full of challenges. When a post was sent to me yesterday, just yesterday, 33-old young lady with two children just got frustrated, gave gave her kids lunch and went at the balcony of of her room, of her house, I think a story building, where there was a strong iron, tied the rope and jumped down and hung herself. She made sure that she did it around 11 p.m. By the time the community saw her, she was dead already. Frustrations, depressions, so many things are going on. Coupled with the fact that we have a nation, a nation that swallows its own inhabitants, we have leaders. Who are actually our killers. They pretend that their hand is on desk. To make things. To make sure things are working. But they are actually the one behind. The evil that is going on in this country. So. You have the issue of the bandits. You have the issues of kidnappers. You have the issue of the Boko Haramas. And so by reason of that. It's very clear that the challenges are enormous. There are obstacles. 
the hustles and bustles has to do with so many worries. Troubles on many sides. Anxiety. Wickedness in high places grows by the day. Problems of all sorts. And you see this everywhere. The rate at which people die in recent times is unprecedented. So the reality that life is full of issues and trouble cannot be debated. It's very clear. Even the great apostle, because life is not funfair. Life is warfare. Even the great apostle Paul, as anointed as he was, a man who, whom aprons and handkerchiefs were taken from, taken to the villages, and the anointing that poured on those handkerchiefs was so strong that people were being healed and delivered. Apostle Paul was a great apostle of God who wrote about 65 to 70% of the New Testament. A great man of prayer, a great man of faith. Even in his level of faith, he was not spared. He faced troubles. He faced challenges. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, precisely, Apostle Paul in his words said, We are troubled on every side. So with his anointing, he faced trouble. It seems to me that trouble is one thing people will face on earth. But what will make the difference for God's children is their faith. The faith that conquers. If you're a Yoruba man, you translate that to, to Yoruba, you understand what that means. Faith that conquers. That there is no trouble, it's a lie. That there will be no challenges, is a lie. But for God's children, there is something God demands from you and I. And it's your faith. Apostle Paul in his great anointing said, we are troubled on every side. Yet not distressed. We are perplexed. But not in despair. Go to verse 9. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are cast down, but not destroyed. I believe that by the grace of God is going to be your experience. Everyone trying to cast you down, you will not be destroyed. I didn't hear your amen. I want somebody to say amen like a living being in the house of God is... Even though they have tried to cast you down right, left, front, backwards. By the grace of God, you won't come down. He said, we are cast down, but we are not destroyed. That shall be your experience. In the name of Jesus. So, Apostle Paul, even though he was anointed, busy with God's kingdom, busy with the work of the Lord, he was still perplexed. He was still abused. He was still being, being tormented. He was still being challenged. Just like I've said to you before, that no man lives unchallenged. No man lives unopposed. But what is good for us is that God daily gives us victory. God daily gives his children victory. So, but my focus today is to let you know that in the midst of the hulabaloos, in the midst of the trouble, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the challenge, comes your faith, the faith that overcomes. You've got to build up your faith. If there is any time to live in faith, it's now. Like never before. Your faith must come up. Your faith must be boosted. Apostle Paul said in Romans 8.37. He says in the midst of this all. We are more than conquerors. In the midst of the trouble I've been through. I'm more than a conqueror. That's the way man of faith speaks. That's the way man of faith talks. 
Don't talk your life down. Don't talk your destiny down. When people are saying there is a casting down, you must say there is a lifting up, even if you can't see it in the physical. Because I used to say to you that a man is ensnared by the words of his mouth, according to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. What you say is what you get. Matthew 12, 37 confirms it. That a man is trapped by the words of his mouth. So when people say they are finished, you just declare the word of God. I know my redeemer liveth. I know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his dear son, that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he glorifies. What then shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? There is a way a man of faith talks. If everybody says, oh, everything is failing, you don't say that. Declare longevity for yourself. Declare that God will be your supply. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. Let them sell uh, one liter of petrol for five million dollars. God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. It's not about the figure on the Naira note. It's not about the figure on the dollar note. It's about God cares for his people. God has planned for his people. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Said God, not of evil, but of good to give you an expected end. A believer who has faith lives by the word of God. Let petrol become $10 million per liter. God, people will still be living. So don't trouble yourself. Because sometimes when you look at the price of things, uh, you, that alone can give some people blood pressure. There were times when the same commodity were sold for two naira and people can afford it. And they can afford it today. So don't be scared. You hold on to the word of God. You say, yeah, in all of these things, we are more than a conqueror. There is a faith that makes one to conquer. It is a persistent faith. There is a faith that makes you to conquer the troubles ahead of you. It is called audacious faith. A faith displayed in the midst of the contrary. Everything front, back, right, left does not seem to correlate. But an audacious faith still stays to resist and to say, I know I am more than a conqueror. I know though my outward man perish, my inward man is renewed every day. Why we look not at the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen, my present pain my present shame, my present state, the things that are seen are temporal. Nothing lasts forever. Even joy doesn't last forever. A man cannot live a hundred years in, on earth and you think every day will be laughter. There are seasons. But whichever season we find ourselves, the only thing that will help a child of God is his faith. There is a faith that makes you conquer. There is a faith that helps you to, to forge ahead in the midst of the challenges that we face. There is a faith. No man on earth lives unchallenged. The best of man is still a man. The mighty ones are even falling as well. And you must know that whatever you go through, you are not the only one. If you say you are hungry, people too are hungry. If you say, I have no father, there are many people without fathers. Oh, I have no mother. There are many. That man said, oh, I've been here for 38 years. No man to carry me. There are many more on earth who had nobody to carry them. When I was growing up, I had no man to carry me. I had a first class suffering. But today is not the same. Nothing is permanent. Troubles are not permanent. You fail today, the next day is a shout of victory. You have lack today, the next day is a shout of abundance. So nothing really is permanent. 
the situation you are going through is not permanent. It's for a season. But most of the time when we go through troubles, there is something God wants us to learn. There is something he's teaching us. So brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Apostle Paul faced challenges. And of course, sometimes the last day I preached to you about sometimes when people say, oh, why was this man born blind? Is it because of his sin? Is it because of his father's sin? Is it because of his mother's sin? Jesus says, no, none of, none of the above. Is that the glory of God may be revealed. Maybe people have given you a name that the reason why you are suffering is because you are, you are a sinner. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. What I'm sure of is God demands your faith. Don't back up on God. Don't pack up on God. God has the ability to change circumstances. If a man at the age of 38, I mean at 38 years, we don't know how old he was when he had that problem. But we do know that he sat by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. And nobody could help him until one day Jesus came and said, take up your pallet and walk. And he walked. Whoever thought that a problem of 38 years can be solved in a jiffy. I pray for you that you will receive strength in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord Jesus, somebody is not, is not talking back to me. I pray that in the name of Jesus, the Lord shall give you strength. Strength for the journey. Strength for tomorrow. Strength for your calling. Strength for your assignment. You are giving up in your body. You are giving up because of your health. You are giving up because of the things that surround you. I am declaring by the grace of God. That if God, if God helped Paul to conquer. And he could say, yeah, in all of these things I'm more than a conqueror. By the grace of God, that will be the same portion for you. You are more than a conqueror in Jesus name. You will scale through that challenge. Be it sickness, be it disease, be it depth, whatever it is, God who rules in the affairs of men will come down on your behalf and make the crooked path straight in the name of Jesus. In the midst of your trouble is what I call faith. Faith that is audacious. Faith that keeps you strong. Faith that is persistent. Persistent faith. Continuous faith. A faith that does not back out on God. Faith like Daniel. He was threatened with lion. He stood. He was threatened with fiery furnace. He stood. That's what I mean. Persistent faith. Audacious faith. that pursue a purpose irrespective of the contraries. Faith like never before. Faith to pursue your purpose. Faith to pursue your calling. Faith in the midst of adversary. Faith that brings down the walls of Jericho. The walls that stands between you and your promised land. A faith that will bring down all lies. A, 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 a faith that resists the wicked one. The wicked one is another name for Satan. You will find that. You will find that in Romans. Faith that. Destroys the powers of darkness. Faith that brings down the works of the enemy. In 1 John 5.18, that wicked one is mentioned. In 1 John 5.18, it says, Whosoever is born of God, keeps himself. And the wicked one. Who is the wicked one? Satan. And the wicked one touches him not. That's the kind of faith. Faith that resists the wicked one. 
This is the time to rise in faith. For now your redemption is closer. Your redemption is nearer. You should not stop serving God. Don't stop praying. Don't say, well, I've been praying for 20 years. It didn't work. Look at the example of the man who sat by the pool 38 years. And something is still changed for him. Look at the woman who had issues of blood 12 years. She didn't say, I'm tired. I called on Jesus two years ago. He didn't answer me. She still pursued in the midst of the crowd. An audacious faith. The, the, the situation around her was not, was not palatable. The crowd were there. A woman who, who go, blood is gushing out of her. Blood is life, you know. Blood is life. So when blood is getting out of a person, life is sniffing out. And so for 12 years, blood was gushing out of this woman. It must be God who, who sustained her. It must be God who kept her. When blood is going out of a man, life is going out. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Leviticus 17, 13 or 13, 11 something. Leviticus 13, 11. And so, this woman still went ahead in the midst of the crowd and pressed and pressed and pressed until she was able to touch Jesus. And she got her healing. Two years is enough of discouragement. Six years is enough of discouragement. Ten years she should have given up on God. Which God? But she still pursued. I want you to rise up in faith. Remain strong. Remain resilient. Remain unshakable. In this life we will face tribulation. But cherub we have overcome. In 1 John 5 4 you say a strong word. You see a strong word for faith by faith we overcome. Whosoever is born of God overcomes. We overcome who? The world. Whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even what? Our faith. So, to overcome, your faith is needed. God needs your faith. So, if you say you are defeated, God hangs on what you say. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And look at the part B. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even your faith. So if you are going to overcome in this world. Your faith is crucial. In Hebrews 11.2. It says for by faith. The elders obtained a good report. You won't get a good report from newspapers. From CNN. From everywhere you turn to. 36 killed. 22, Mormont, uh, 56, burnt in fire. Railway. You just, the other day in France, and one country like that, they are, they are rail, just, these are perfect wall. These are developed countries. In Germany, the other day, the rail, the, the, the train went off the track. Several people were killed. In India, it happened. Nothing is dependable except for God. Hold on to your faith. He says, for by it, the elders obtain a good report. Each day you wake up, they're all evil news. But hold on to your faith. And use your faith to obtain a good report every time bad report comes. Go to verse 6. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that will come to him must first believe that he is. And that he is the reward of them who diligently seek him. Let's go to verse 11. 
I'm just going to pick some verses. And then we look at the life of two people. How their faith worked for them. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. God gave a word. She also applied her faith. When she was old, when all the manners for women had ceased, it is documented here that through faith also, Sarah herself received Every word, every promise, you must also put a faith prize on it. She received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past the age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. Each time she remembers God, she judged God faithful. She judged God faithful. Even at her old age, she was still calling God faithful God. In two, three years, you see a problem, you already given, you, you already scattered everything. Which God through faith, Sarah received strength to conceive and was delivered of a child when she was far past the age. Verse 24. I love this. By faith, Moses, when he had come of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. By faith, he took action. By faith, you do what you want to do. By faith you believe in God. You can choose not to. But the way to conquer the present challenges going on. Is to live by your faith. And when you live by faith and declare the words of God in your mouth. By faith you you experience what it is. Look at verse 30. Go to verse 30. By faith. The words of Jericho did what? Fell down. Lift up your two hands up above your head. You are not dealing with me. You are dealing with God. Just obey the instructions. Your two hands. What does wall of Jericho represent? Anything that hinders you from moving to the next level of your life. It's a wall of Jericho. But it says by faith they fell down. I speak to your life. There is the next season of your life. That is glorious. That is beautiful. That is to be enlarged. What the devil himself knows that the moment you hit that line. He's finished. And he wants to hinder you. The wall of Jericho is what cages you. say You can't go beyond this point. But as you have lifted your hands up to the Lord this morning. The Lord of hosts. The one who rules in the affairs of men. All hands raised to the Lord. That wall of Jericho will come down. Every wall stopping you from reaching the next level. From announcing God's greater grace over your life. They are crumbling down in the name of Jesus. Sickness is a wall. It's crumbling down. Diabetes is a wall. It's crumbling down. Disease is a wall. Cancer is a wall. Whatsoever it may be. Blood, whatever it is. By faith, they are crumbling down. I didn't hear God's people. They are crumbling down. Financial obstacles. They are crumbling down. Spirit of debt. They are crumbling down. Everything that slows you down. Every syndrome that last minute of success, they give you excuse. Everything is crumbling down in the name of Jesus. You will access your next line of blessing. You will reach your promised land. The devil is a liar. God's purpose over your life will stand. 
faith. Ow! Don't bother about how. If, if they had to explain how the, how, how the iron head that fell into the sea will come out, you wouldn't have believed that they would just say, plug a leaf and throw it. How does that join each other? When the man that was falling a beam, the axe head fell into the, into the river. And the man shouted. Oh, it was borrowed. And he ran to the prophet. And the prophet, where is it? He said, it's in the river. How do you explain a metal, an iron? And the man of God said, Caught, he caught a small tree and threw it there. He said, go and pick your iron. And the iron came up. Iron, anything iron goes down. It can't float. So how do you explain that? Thus, don't, don't even argue how it will be. That's where the problem is. We argue. So whatsoever he tells you to do, do. Jesus told them at the, at the, at the wedding in Canaan. He said, go and break, bring. They said they needed drink. Go and bring water pots. So they brought water pots. He said, fill it with water. They filled it with water. No argument. He said, draw it out. They drew it out and it became the best of wine. Your own is to bring pot. Your own is to put water. How it becomes wine? Leave that to God. Whatever it tells you to do, do. They said, tomorrow morning by 7 a.m., go, to go, to, go in front of the NMPC office in Abuja by 7 a.m. to go and do what? He said, go. I've had that story before. He just woke up three years after master's degree, no job. He said, one morning, he said, the whole, the, so you just hear a voice, go and stand in front of the gate. Go and stand in front of the gate. And on getting to the gate, he met his classmate friend whose father was the third in position. What are you doing here? He said, for three years, no job. That's how he got a job. So if you start arguing, and I should go and stand. Can you imagine? It's not funny. You just wake up on a Monday morning by 7.30. God said, go and start, stand at Garkombi Junction. Ah, when I'm not here, am I weary? You just go and stand. Whatsoever he tells you do, do. Your faith is crucial at this time. And sometimes when God will liberate a person, he gives foolish instructions. Foolish instructions. That was how he got a job. He woke up and sat down and stood there. He was just, what am I doing? God just said, the team pushed him, he stood there until he saw his classmate whose father was, and that was a few minutes I mean few weeks to interview and that's how he submitted his friend's name and that's how he got a job God can give you foolish instructions apply your faith apply your faith look at verse 32 Hebrews 11.32 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32 quickly and what shall I more say for time will fail me to tell you of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah and of David also and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith, I love this line, subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions through faith. May you go in that strength in Jesus' name. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. You will subdue kingdoms. Amen. You will stop the mouth of lions. Amen. You are looking at a lion as in lion in the bush. Human beings are lions as well. You will stop their mouth. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Develop your faith. And faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17. 
Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. What do you hear? By the time you waste your time on all those junks on Facebook, how do you develop your faith? You have connected and liked all rubbish on Facebook throughout the week. Where will the faith come from? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me quickly explain this. So then, how does the faith we're talking about come? It comes by hearing and hearing. There are two hearings here. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You keep hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you give yourself to things that are not God's word, it kills your faith. It destroys your faith. But when you keep hearing, you want to sleep at night. For me, if I want to sleep at night, I just put a worship non-stop. Put it low. So all through the night, that's what I'm hearing. Sometimes I put messages. All through the night, that's what I'm hearing. And you say one which we come and harass me. For where? I don't have time for junks. So faith comes by hearing. And now it's hearing anything. So by the time you keep hearing 42 killed. And then you love such things to just hear what next? APC, governor, sacked. Uh, House of Assembly, uh, speaker, removed. So you love those things. That's what will govern your life. But we are not saying don't listen to those things. But if it's too much, and then it's the bad reports you are hearing, it gets to affect you. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So what do you hear? Your faith is needed like never before. Now I'm going to tell you the story of a woman. The woman of Canaan. Matthew chapter 15. From verse 21. People have problems. People have issues. Matthew 15 from verse 21. Now, look at this. Look at this woman very well. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts. And cried unto him, saying... Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. This young lady of this woman was possessed of the devil. Taunted by the devil. The spirit of the devils really, 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 really dealt with her. Oh, sometimes jumping around the road like a mad girl. She became so insane. This demon tormented this girl. No woman wants to see her child in that level. No woman wants to see her child in that state. I don't know how many years this devil dealt with this young lady. The, the daughter of this woman. Nobody wants to see that. A good woman doesn't want to see that. Uh, so, he, she went to the Lord. Help me, have mercy on me. My daughter is traumatized. With the spirit of insanity. But he answered her not a word. Hey. He answered her. Not a word. And you know what? The Bible says. God sent his word. Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word. His word healed them. And delivered them from their destruction. Now this woman came with Jesus. And Jesus did not say a word. Oh that does. That, that looks to me that one is in trouble. When you are going through issues. And there is no word. He sent his word. His word heals them. And delivered them from their destructions. And now this same woman ran to Jesus physically. And Jesus answered her no word. But he answered her not, not a word. Hey. I'm 
I'm trying to talk to you about the faith in this woman. Jesus answered her, not a word. Can you imagine you go to your pastor and you pour out all your problems? He's busy typing on phone, not even attending to you. What a pain. He answered her, not a word. Then his disciples came and besought him. They were telling Jesus, saying, send her away. For she cried after us. And I read through, that was not true. I tried to check, 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 check. The woman did not cry on them. Go back to verse 21. Go back to verse, let's clarify. So I tried to meditate. Go back to verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him. Not them. He cried, she cried unto him. And the cry was the cry she's been crying by reason of her challenge. She cried to him. Saying, have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. This woman knows that it's a trouble of a demon tormenting her daughter. Go to the next verse quickly. Go to verse 23. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him saying send her away for she cried after us. Look at the problem that this woman was facing. Look at the challenges running to a place where she could get help. She got not a word. The disciples said, send this woman away. It's a replica of not being compassionate when they said, send her away. For she cried after us. Verse 24. But he answered and said, Jesus, now, after she kept crying, she didn't leave. If you had been addressed in a way, you would have got angry and you leave. You leave your miracle. You leave your blessing. How often people get angry and walk out of their deliverance and walk out of their miracle and walk out of their blessing. This woman didn't get the real attention, but she was calm. She was quiet. She didn't get angry. And then when Jesus saw that she was still there crying, the disciples said, send her away. But this woman was still crying. Then Jesus answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh-huh. Who wants to hear that from a pastor? Who wants to hear that from his pastor? I am not sent. Look at that response. And only for this woman to come and worship him again. Look at the response. I am not sent. To the lost ship of Israel. Then came she. Worshipped him. Saying. Okay Lord help me. Now look at verse 26. But he still answered and said. It is not meet to take the children's bread. And to cast it to dogs. Ah. Does this make sense to you? What are you learning here? This was Jesus, the author and the finisher of her faith. She didn't give her a word. Everything that was to discourage this woman, she ignored and she came and worshipped. Then the next thing is, well, I'm not sent to the lost sheep of Israel. I'm sent rather, but unto the lost sheep of Israel. But he answered and said, help me. And then the next thing was, uh, it is not right for me to give children's bread to dogs. The simple truth was, you know, this is a dog. Jesus said it was not right for me to give food that is meant for children, God's children, and give it to dogs. <sighs> it is not right. To take the children's bread. You do not qualify for what you are asking for. 
This healing that you are asking for, this deliverance that you are asking, you, you are also because Canaanites are unbelievers. The Canaanite woman is seen as an unbeliever. They have nothing in common with the Jews. So she's an outsider. So by Jewish tradition, that was the right statement. Oh, but you know it's not right for us to give the food that is meant for children to dogs. Ah, who will hear that? Go to verse 27. And she said, oh Lord, that's the truth. Oh my God, I have learned so much from this chapter. I've learned so much from this woman. See all the responses given to her. She stood put. She didn't get angry and run away. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat. She didn't say, why you are calling me a dog? And you call yourself Jesus? And you call yourself master? If you see the way we have missed in life. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. What next? Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. What a faith! What a patience! How do you behave when God has not responded to your needs and time? You turn your back on him. You say all kinds of things. As I close, your faith would depend on what God will do. Look at the faith of that woman. No. We don't give uh, children's food to dogs. She still did not get angry. It's true, I know. I know I'm a dog, but please help me. I know I'm a dog. I know I don't qualify. I know I'm a harlot, but please still have mercy on me. By attitude, a lot of us will flare up, say all kinds of things, but look at our patience. Look at our attitude. Look at our behavior. Look at our great faith. She said, please help me. She knew her help was in the hand of that man. She knew her help and deliverance was in the hand of Jesus. Whatever Jesus said meant nothing to her. She was only willing to have victory over her daughter. And she got victory over her daughter. Matthew chapter 8 from verse 5 as I close on this. What am I saying? Your attitude with your faith is crucial to your deliverance. If you talk nonsense to God, you start taking nonsense to God, saying all kinds of things to God, then you, you, you are in trouble. And when Jesus was entering into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, a centurion is a soldier, who is a captain over a hundred. The word saint means one hundred. And so, anyone that leads that cent- uh, hundred soldiers is called a centurion in the King James's version. Someone who leads an army, a battalion of a hundred soldiers, is a centurion. So, a centurion came unto him. Let me read verse 5 again for clarity reasons. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lied at home sick of the palsy grievously tormented you know soldiers you know what they do you know they are stubborn you know they drink you know they are smokers you know they are, they are, they are, they are not calm people they are difficult people but one thing I like about this man is being a soldier he was caring that man is not his son he's not his biological son it was his servant or mother Yet he knew he had to approach Jesus for help. Are you concerned? It was a servant. His servant. Not his son. 
I'm saying, Lord, my servant lied at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. I'm talking about your faith. The centurion man answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shalt come under my roof. The man knew he was a smoker. Just, it's not written in the Bible that he's a smoker. It's just a use of word. The man knew his way of life. He said, you can't even come under my roof. Lord, I am not worthy. The word worthy will tell you that he's a sinner. He doesn't live right. The centurion man answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shalt come under my roof. This is a man who doesn't come to church. You come to church. You give that. Look at the faith of a man who does not pray, who is not in the intercessory department, who does not come to, he has no time for God. Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. What a faith. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go. He goes. And he goeth. And I say to another, come. And he cometh. And to my servant, do this and he doeth it. Yes. When Jesus had it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith not in Israel. See what the faith of a man does when you meet someone on the road or somebody comes to you and say, I had a dream about you that you are carrying a corpse. Just walk away, not me. When something contrary comes to you, not me in the name of Jesus. What God said to me is different from what you are saying. Apply your faith. If a man who doesn't go to church, who doesn't pray, will apply his faith and be victorious. It's a a waste of time. Jesus will say you will now come to thank her. No, just speak the word. And my my servant will be healed. It's there. And And Jesus said, wow. I've never seen such a great faith. Now, look at what happens next as I stop here. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east. The east represents the unbelievers. The heathen. And the west. And shall sit down with Abraham. And Isaac and Jacob. In the kingdom of heaven. Look at the next one. Verse 12. But the children of the kingdom. Shall be cast out. How can you be in church. And faith will not work for you. And a centurion who is a smoker. Will just come and take what belongs to you and go. The Canaanite come. Take what belongs to you and go. And you sit down here. Nothing is changing. Because of your mouth. Stand up on your feet. Change your words. Live by faith. Say things that are right to yourself. You would tell yourself, by the grace of God, I will succeed. By the grace of God, I will make it. By the grace of God, I will survive. By the grace of God, I am victorious. By the grace of God, live by faith. For by faith, they subdued kingdoms. They shut the mouth of lions. Tell the Lord, build my faith. Can I see people pray right now? Can I hear you open your mouth and pray? Lord, build my faith. I receive faith that makes me conquer. I receive faith that makes me go through the journey victorious. I receive faith to be victorious. I receive faith. Faith. Faith that conquers. Faith that wins. I receive faith in the name of Jesus. I receive faith. And I hear a praying people declare I'm going to do well. I will end well. Though my beginning be small, my latter end shall greatly increase. Say that into your life. I will do well. I will excel. I will stand out. I will not be ashamed. Shame is not my portion. 
I'm winning the battle of life. They can't even pray. They can't even pray. I am winning the battle of life. This challenge will not swallow me. I will swallow it. I will swallow it. If a strange woman can come and receive her miracle, I am a bona fide child of God. I'm not a dog. What belongs to me, belongs to me. Another person will not come and take what belongs to me. I've got the victory. Hallelujah. I've got the victory. I am healed in my body. I am okay in my body. In the name of Jesus, I have victory. My future is colorful. My tomorrow is better. Oh, can a tree, when it's cut down, can it sprout again? Yes, even though I've been cut down in the past, I will sprout again. I will shine again. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to me. I am blessed beyond the cause. In the name of Jesus, I am doing well. Grace is available to me. The blessings of God are mine. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Honor to your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. Thank you, Father. Say, Lord, I live by your word. Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. We're going to sing that song two, three times and we'll stick our seat. We have prayed already. Can you put the song for us on the screen? Lord, I live by your word. Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. I'm like a tree by the stream. I'm bearing fruits. My leaves are green. All that I do is prospering. Oh, Lord, I live by your word. From your heart, connect to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I live by every word from your mouth. Oh, I'm like a tree by the stream. I'm bearing fruits, my leaves are green. All that I do is prospering. Oh, Lord, I live by your word. Sing it loud two more times now. Lord, I live by your word Lord I live by every word from your mouth I'm like a tree by the stream I'm bearing fruits my leaves are green all that I do is prospering oh Lord I live by your word for the last time now Lord I live by your word Lord I live by your word Lord I live by every word from your mouth Lord I live by every word from your mouth Oh I'm like a tree by the stream I'm bearing fruits my leaves are green All I just do is prospering Oh Lord I live by Father, we do pray this morning that we hold on to our faith in Christ. Lord, we will not relent in our faith. We ask for audacious faith. We ask for faith that persists. We, we ask for a faith that is also patient. We ask for a faith that conquers. Give to every one of us. We will not give up. We will reach our promised land. Your faith will work for us in the name of Jesus. Bless your children. Let these words of God that we hear make impact in our lives. In Jesus' precious name, we pray with thanksgiving. Clap your hands for Jesus and take your seat. I believe you have been tremendously blessed. For prayers, counseling, and inquiries, Please call the following numbers plus two three four eight zero six six seven five five six two two or 
plus two three four nine zero five two six 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 seven seven. Or you can visit our website www.kingsvineassembly.org.ng. For more inspiring messages, subscribe to Reverend Shegun Abijade's YouTube channel. Watch, like, and share. Join us also at the King's Vine Assembly, 19 Oro Road, off Ibrahim Taiwo Road, Ilori, Kwara State, Nigeria. On Sundays, we have a communion and celebration service by 9 a.m. On Wednesday, manner and prophetic service by 5:30 p.m. And on Fridays, we have the Throne of Grace service by 5:30 p.m. We also host the Moment of Miracles with Jesus on the first Wednesday to Friday of every month by 5:30 p.m. We're looking forward to seeing you. Join us same time next week. God bless you.